guys, it's Britt Dowd, and welcome to the Lawn Care Leaders Podcast, where every week we bring you episodes to positively and intentionally impact not only your business, but your leadership, communication, and personal life. Yes, we talk about mowers, fertilizer, and irrigation, but we put an emphasis on growing you as a leader and growing your business skills. We do this through interviews with other small business owners, growth segments where we dive deep on a micro business topic, and documented episodes from our own seven-figure business, Green Again Lawn. All right, lawn care leaders, turn your headphones up. It's time to get back at it. All right, guys, we're going live here, and we're we're live today for a Jobber Professional Development Day. Uh, long list of speakers tomorrow, and so we're going to hop on here and let Mike McCallowitz fill us in, get a little little pre-chat speech here. So let's see if we can get get Mike here. Mike, what's good, brother? Loading. We're loading him here. The constant load. How you doing, man? Can you hear me? I can hear you now. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing all right, man. I'm doing all right. Where Where are you at today? I'm at the the home office here in New Jersey. There's uh-huh. my tree. There's my guitars. There's my unopened boxes. <laughs> I love it. I love so, it. Cool. Getting man. ready for tomorrow. I love it. I love it. Yeah. So we're uh, we're going live here. We're, we're this is kind of a, a fun setup style. We're we're recording a podcast that we'll post later today, but also wanted to hop on here and give Mike just a platform with our audience, Jobber's audience, and your audience to talk about um, Jobber Professional Development Day, and also kind of preface what you're going to be talking about tomorrow. Uh, the, the jobber, if you guys haven't heard jobber professional development day, there's like 15 speakers. Mike is one of them and it's, uh, presented, I think by visa, but some really, really good stuff coming your guys' way. So Mike, why don't you, for those of our audience that don't know you introduce yourself and then tell them kind of what you're going to be talking about tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm excited. So I, I'm a author for small businesses and you can see. I got them strategically positioned there. Perfect marketing, right? Yeah, man, that's um, nice. But this book, Fix This Next, yeah, that one right there, Fix This Next, the yellow one, is what we'll be talking about. You know, what's so interesting in small businesses, contractors, uh, retail, actually any kind of business, but any kind of small business is the most common refrain I hear is entrepreneurs saying, I do everything, but nothing's working. Mm. You know, I'm working so hard in my business, but the business is moving forward. And so what I'm going to talk about is how to fix that. Basically, the analogy uses like a chain. So if there was like a chain between me and you and our job is to make this, this metal chain stronger, we can work on every link, but it'll keep on snapping at the weakest link until we fix it. Mm. So the mistake is to fix all the links. The right thing to do is to identify the weakest link first fix that. And the second you fix the weakest link, it strengthens the entire chain. Mm. Now the next weakest link presents itself. You fix that, it strengthens the entire chain. So the sequence of how we do things matters, matters significantly. And uh, in business, if you see our business like a linked chain or a web of links, there's always a weakest link. So I'm going to teach tomorrow how to find that weakest link, how to fix it, 
and then find the next one. And you'll start seeing your business move forward at lightning speed as a result. I love that. I love that. Yeah, guys. So make, make sure you tune in to uh, Jobbers PD Day tomorrow. You can sign it up. It's 100% free. So contractors, service industry professionals, you need to be hopping on here. I can speak from, from personal experience. A lot of Mike's books have changed my personal life, my business life. Uh, ones in particular, Profit First. A lot of lawn Love care it. owners have taken on the Profit First system and I implemented it into my business. I think five years ago, completely changed the game for me. Still do it in my personal life. And then Clockwork was another really good one. And I, like a couple of years, like, no, was it two years ago you came out with Clockwork? Yeah, about two or three years ago. Okay, yeah. two years ago. So yeah. I inter I interviewed you about that, and that's a really good book. And but this is almost like the fix this next. Would you say like this is the book they should read before they read Clockwork, right? Because a lot of lawn yeah. care professionals are just doers. It's just like do do yeah. do do, and they never really fix the bottleneck. Yeah, we're gonna talk about it tomorrow too. I call it the survival trap. Mm -hmm. Like right now, as we're doing this broadcast, there's. 50 or 100 things waiting for you and me and every contractor out there of stuff that needs our attention. Yeah. The thing is, if we keep on just addressing the next thing, we'll always be in this process of the next thing. So those things are uh, demanding our attention, but they're not the most important thing for the business. So there is a, a way to identify and fix the biggest thing while serving the other things, while maintaining them. Mm. But the problem is because we constantly split our energy. We're here and there. Nothing moves forward. So one component, the weakest link, we need to put our majority of energy in, and the other ones must be sustained. But once that weakest link is strengthened permanently, then we move to the next thing. So when it comes to you know what should you read first, I tell people the first book you should read, and maybe it's not my book, but it's, it's the book that solves your biggest problem, the weakest link. And if you don't know what that is, and most people don't, then I suggest, yeah, fix this next, because that tells you what to work on before you start working on something random. Mm, that's really good. That's really good. And so, Mike, what what is the biggest issue with lawn and landscape professionals with identifying their weakest link? Yeah, so they inevitably say, well, we have a hiring issue, you know, because there's so much turnover in our space. Or it's a marketing issue. I just need some more big clients. That's the two most common refrains I hear among contractors, including my own contractor maintains my property. He says, you know, if I could just get that one big client. I asked him, how long have you been saying it? He's like, well, it's been about five years. I'm like, have you landed any big clients? He's like, yeah, yeah, but not just that one more. Not the big so one. Not it, the big one. Yeah. And not, not the big, big one. I've landed big <laughs> ones, but not the big, big one. If you feel that refrain, if you're a contractor and you feel that refrain of you just need one more client or you just need to hire that one great guy, that is a common challenge I see in businesses that we focus our energy there, but that's not the issue. In some cases, if they don't have a profit model, meaning they're selling stuff, but they're not extracting profit from it. So I talk about that and fix this next, but how to find that. And then uh, you could use a system like profit first to fix it. Sometimes it's not hiring more guys. It's actually uh, it's being able to work more efficiently. I found one guy, the dispatch was horrible. They were sending guys all over town, ping ponging around. They were spending like two hours or three hours in the vehicles as opposed to maintain the properties mm -hmm. just by dispatching more appropriately the yeah. revenue the profitability everything went up and they didn't need more guys yeah so yeah. the challenge we face is we trust our gut i've been doing this for 20 years i know the problem is hiring people yeah 
well, maybe, maybe it's not, but we become so entrenched in our belief, we don't break out of it. Yeah. What, what I'm going to talk about tomorrow is don't trust your gut. It's great for self-survival. If, it's, if you feel you're walking down a dark alley and you're about to get beat up, yeah, turn around. <laughs> you trust your instincts. But, but in your business, we're not, we're not wired into our business like we are into ourselves. Yeah. So we have to look at the data. And there's real simple ways to look at the data and prove what our actual weakest link is. Mm, that's so good, Mike. So good. And, and 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 it happens. We trust our gut because like that's what got us into business. We're like, hey, there's a problem. I'm going to solve it. But like what what got you here is not going to get you to that next level right. in business. And also in clockwork, one correlation that can help maybe for guys that are listening in is you talk about the four Ds. And so you go from doing. Yeah. deciding, delegating, and designing. And I think of all these, all these lawn care That's professionals right. and they're just, they're doers. So, uh, and, and through that lens, you can also think of it as operationally and strategically. And so there's, there's a disconnect there. Some guys get so strategic that they never take the forced action to get anywhere. And then other guys right. are always in do, do mode. Um, I, I want, I want to keep circling back to this and Mike, I'd appreciate you weighing in on it. Why does it feel good? Is it just like we, we enjoy the quick win? Why, why is doing so nice as a business owner? And then when you're, you finally get to that magic promise land of developing systems, having leadership that can take ownership in things. Why is it so hard to stop doing in this? And it's not just this industry, yeah. but, but as an owner. No, it's all, it's all industry. Yeah. Because doing hard work is easier than doing hard thinking. Mm-hmm. Right? And it doesn't feel that way. But doing, you know, digging a ditch, you know, is it, actually easier than thinking, how do I systematize that we nail that same ditch every single time in the exact same way through other people? Yeah. It's like solving a Rubik's Cube. It's like, oh, at a certain point, it becomes so frustrating. It's just easier just to run back and just do it myself. Plus, no one can be my standard. But that thought of doing the work ourselves becomes the inevitable trap. We are linked to our own performance. Mm. So I'll give you a couple techniques. Technique one is stop asking how am I going to get this work done and start asking who is going to get this work done. That simple reframe gets you out of doing and it starts empowering other people. The, the second tip I want to share is I, um, I met with Michael Gerber. He, he wrote the book E-Myth. It's a fabulous book about not working in a business versus working on a business, what we should do. And we keynoted uh, about five, six years ago together. We shared a stage and afterwards we had dinner together. And I said, what's the biggest challenge you find with readers of email? And he says, people are waiting for that moment. All of a sudden we're working in our business like animals. And one day it's just going to switch over. And all of a sudden this runs itself because that will never happen. The, the process is a throttle. We have to very surgically and slowly extract ourselves from doing work to designing the business and seeing the vision. Yeah. So that's what I talk about in clockwork is, is slowly extract yourself. And, and how you do it is, what is the one of the things you do right now that you hate doing? That first thing, let's delegate it. And I don't care if it's a virtual help that works for you one hour a week. I just care we start building the delegation muscle. Mm. Start learning how to not do work and to direct other people to do work. Don't expect this to be a win overnight. Do it over time. And it could be years of unlearning doing all that work. Yeah. So it may take time to move to true designing, but you still have to unlearn that process of doing everything. Man, that's really good. 
Mike, thanks for thanks for sharing and uh, giving people a little teaser, a little little appetizer for for tomorrow. I know the folks over at Jobber really well. They are uh, they're good people, and this is a great event that they're putting on. They've got a great software program that we've used since 2012 in our business to help automate and systematize things. A- anything else that you want to leave um, a little teaser for for tomorrow? Yeah, sure. I just want to remind every business owner here what your biggest job is. Your biggest job is actually to provide jobs. Mm-hmm. You see, only 7% of the world population are entrepreneurs and business owners. 93% of the world population is simply looking for a good job. We're the whack job. We're the weirdos who started a business. And our job is not to do the work. Actually, if you're doing the work, you're stealing the job of someone else. Yeah. Your job is to employ other people. Yeah. We've got to do it smartly. We've got to do it healthily. But your job is not to do the work. It's to allow other people to do the work because they want to. Yeah. Yeah. And so we're, I mean, we're in our mission here at Lawn Care Leaders, we're trying to get people to stop working a job, start owning a business and enjoy having a life. And really, it sounds like that's your, your entire speech tomorrow is going to be around this topic of how do I not become a production unit? How do I start implementing systems and, and running a business and then eventually get to that, that ownership level that, that we all dream of and, and hope for. Yeah, that's exactly. Actually, I'll show you here in my office on my wall. I have a saying: "Eradicate entrepreneurial poverty," and that's that's what I'm. That's my life's mission: is to get people out of time poverty, where we're doing all the work, to get out of financial poverty, where we're living check by check, to get out of soulful poverty, where we're like, I hate the work I do. Your job is not to do the work; it's to have that freedom because your freedom allows other people to work reliable, confident jobs. Mm-hmm. So. That's what I'm going to do tomorrow. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Real quick, Mike, let's say somebody's just like, oh, bro, I want to be there, but I can't. Something happened, work's happened. What's the one takeaway? What's one practical piece of advice you can give them that says, hey, here's how you pinpoint where your weakest link is, or here's one takeaway that will help you set your, you know, at least set your business on the right path strategically. Yeah, so how about this? This is real easy. Yeah. Change the label. I would encourage you no longer to call yourself a business owner or an entrepreneur, even though I actually love those words. Mm-hmm. I challenge every person to start calling themselves a shareholder of a small business. And I know that sounds really bizarre to say that. But if you are a shareholder in some large company, I own stock at Ford. When Ford sends a profit check to me, I keep it because I took risk in investing in their business. Mm-hmm. And I don't run down to the factory and say, how do I earn this? Also, I give strategic direction. We actually just had a vote recently. Who's going to be the board of directors? Here's some major decisions. If you're a shareholder of a small business and you are, your job is to collect the profitability, not to do the work for it, but to collect it because you took the risk of investing starting it. And secondly, to give it strategic direction, mm-hmm. to select the leadership team, to give it direction on, on strategic decisions. If you start calling yourself a shareholder of a small business, you'll actually behave like one. So do that. Oh, that's huge, man. That's huge. What what a great like mental mindset shift. It's, hey, I'm not running it. I'm not owning it. And for whatever reason, I have to do that too. Sometimes I'll think like if I was on an island, how would I run my business? What decision would I make for my company? And if I was on an island, how then would I allocate my resources to make sure that this profit keeps 
rolling in the way it is. So that's, that's awesome. Mike, hey, I know you're a busy man. Seriously, my audience, my listeners, guys, if you're listening on the podcast, this is an Instagram live. So go look up Mike McCallowitz. I know you've heard about him. You guys talk about his book, Profit First, all the time. But buy one of his books. This guy is giving out wealth of information at scale for free all the time. So go support what he's doing and it's going to change your life, change your business. Thanks to Jobber for putting this event on. And Mike, we appreciate you yeah. joining us, man. I appreciate you and Jobber. Thank you. All right. I'll see you. S- see you, boss. Bye. Bye, brother.